means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 17th edition of the sunny side of sports ladies first on friday show the u.s women's national soccer team is off to a winning start in the she believes cup tournament here in the united states the usa beat neighbor canada thursday night 2-0 before a crowd of about 15,000 at exploria stadium in orlando florida mallory swanson scored twice in the first half for the usa mallory has scored six goals in her past four appearances and she certainly looks like she'll be a player to watch at the women's world cup later this year now in terms of the name of this tournament she believes well i certainly believe in the usa when it comes to women's soccer the american women have dominated the sport over the years and they are bidding to become the first men's or women's team to win three consecutive world titles. Both the USA and Canada will now travel to Nashville, Tennessee, where the Americans on Sunday will play Japan in the She Believes Cup. The Japanese women opened the tournament Thursday in Orlando with a 1-0 loss to Brazil. Brazilian superstar Marta came on as a second-half substitute and worked her magic on the left side of the box, setting up Dabinha for a goal in the 72nd minute. Marta has been named the FIFA Women's World Player of the Year six times. And she's preparing for her sixth Women's World Cup. This is the eighth edition of the She Believes Cup. The competition will conclude on February 22nd near Dallas, Texas, where this head coach of Women's World Cup bound Nigeria is from. Sporty greetings. This is Randy Waldrum, coach of the Super Falcons of Nigeria. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Pro basketball, the Milwaukee Bucks won their 12th consecutive game Thursday night, but their superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo had to leave the game early because of a sprained right wrist. The AP's Tom Merriam tells us more. The NBA played its final games before taking a week off for the All-Star game. The Bucks beat the Bulls 112-100, but All-Star captain Giannis Antetokounmpo left the game with an injured right wrist in the second quarter after scoring just two points. Brooke Lopez picked up the slack with 33 points. Jeru Holiday dished out nine assists and isn't too concerned about Giannis. I think he's all right. We've seen him, we've seen him be hurt a little bit worse than that and, and wouldn't have 40 40 40, 50, and 50 in the finals. The Wizards came back from 20 down to win at Minnesota, 114-106, 35 for Bradley Beal. And the Clippers set back the Suns, 116-107, 26 for Paul George. Great win going into the break. Um, you know, I, I thought we just played great team basketball. We shared it. Uh, we got stops when we needed to. And, uh, you know, again, we played as, as a group. College basketball, second-ranked Houston raced its record to 24-2 and by smothering SMU 80-65 to behind Marcus Sasser's 20 points. We did a good job of just staying poised the whole game and just uh, keeping the lead. And I think we did a good job and came out with the W. 
Number three, Purdue, however, lost at unranked Maryland, 68-53, surprising many, but not Terrapins coach Kevin Willard. We had three good days of practice this week, so I knew, it was good. I knew we were going to win. This was not a surprise for me. I'm Tom Merriam. Voice of America! The Voice of America is once again a proud broadcasting partner of the Men's Basketball Africa League, or BAL, which tips off its third season on March 11th in Dakar, Senegal. The BAL has announced the game schedule and the 12 teams from 12 African countries that will compete in the 2023 season. A.S. Duanis of Senegal will play ABC Fighters of Ivory Coast in the opening game on March 11th in Dakar. Now, ABC Fighters are one of five teams making their debut in BAL Season 3. The others are Quara Falcons of Nigeria, Stad Malian of Mali, Al Ali of Egypt, and City Oilers of Uganda. ABC Fighters, Quara Falcons, and Stad Malian are in the Sahara Conference, which also includes AS Duanis, Rwanda Energy Group, and defending BAL champion U.S. Monastir of Tunisia. They will play games from March 11th to March 21st, and the top four teams in the conference will advance to the BAL playoffs in May. Meanwhile, the league's Nile Conference teams will play games between April 26th and May 6th. The teams in this conference are Al-Ali, Cape Town Tigers of South Africa, City Oilers, Ferroviario de Berra of Mozambique, Petro de Luanda of Angola, and Seydoux Legacy Athletic Club of Guinea. Again, the top four teams in the conference will advance to the BAL playoffs. So, just like BAL Season 2, BAL Season 3 will go from Dakar to Cairo to the playoffs and final in Kigali, Rwanda. Peter Prinsloo is the captain of the Cape Town Tigers team. I asked Peter what he thought of the caravan format. You know, it's a little different um, than the, you know, the normal situations with a typical league at the moment. And obviously, logistically, they're still getting everything set up for the BAL, where we know in the future it'll be, you know, traveling games, you know, all over the whole time. Um, it's a lot of it's a little bit more pressure and a little bit more fun in terms of that you know some guys can't handle the pressure it's you're at a certain location and you have a select few games in a shorter time span and you got to perform um you know you don't have time to get into a long rhythm for some guys that's not a good thing some guys are accustomed to long seasons in europe of eight nine months and preseason, getting to mid-season form and then come playoffs you know they're in top you know that just that form where everything's to a T, but you know, this is a shorter time span and you kind of got to be on top of it, everything. Uh, kind of with myself, I saw from last year that my first three games of BAL was kind of, you know, getting to it. And then the next three games, I, you know, started to perform incredibly well. So, you know, I've come in with a mentality for this season to make sure that from game one, I'm performing the same way I was performing the last, like, set of games from last year to not have that difference and to be performing at the highest level every single time since it's such a short span with the caravan effect you know going from one location to another and having a select amount of games at a certain place 
Last year in Kigali, the Cape Town Tigers advanced to the quarterfinals before losing to U.S. Monastir, which went on to lift the trophy in Rwanda. Peter, what are the team's goals for the 2023 BAL season? Yeah, no, um, obviously last season for us, we ended in quarterfinals, and it was a disappointing ending to see how it you know, went during that game. You know, for us this year, we, we don't see ourselves not at least playing in the finals for the, to lift the trophy. Um, we know the team that we have this year is significantly more cohesive. Um, last year on paper, we had a very talented team, but there was a, a lack of chemistry when you're trying to plug so many players in at a certain time point. Uh, this year... The guys that we have, we have a great chemistry and play incredibly well as a team. So now you have a whole lot of individual talent that plays together. We defend a lot better. Um, so no, we, we don't see ourselves outside of the, the finals this year. It would be a disappointment for us, honestly, if we're not in the finals and our obviously ultimate goal to, to raise that trophy. But we, we feel like this year with the, the team that we have and what we've been doing that we should be in the finals. Otherwise, we didn't perform. That's Peter Prinsloo, the captain of the Cape Town Tigers basketball team. And Peter spoke with us by telephone from Nicaragua. This is Colonel Sam Amedu, retired, President FIBA Africa Zone 3. You are once more listening to Sunny Side of Sports on the Voice of America. Thank you very much and have a good day. Hello, this is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and the artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Thanks, Heather. I'm Sonny Young in Washington. And you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Samson O'Malley joins us once again with another extra spicy package of African sports news. Sporty Friday greetings, Samson. Sporty Friday greetings. See you too, Sunny. We begin the wrap of Africa Sport Highlight for this weekend in Egypt, where the CAF Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations is set to begin in the North African country from February 19th to 11th of March 2023. The biennial competition is one of the most popular with African football fans, as it has consistently 
recently revealed young stars who subsequently become world-class players. Twelve teams are taking part in the 23rd edition. They include Egypt, Senegal, Nigeria, Mozambique, Uganda, Central Africa Republic, South Sudan, Congo, the Gambia, Tunisia, Bene and Zambia. The teams that reach the semi-finals will automatically qualify for the FIFA Under-20 World Cup Indonesia from 20th of May to the 11th of June 2023. The teams that reach the semi-finals will automatically qualify for the FIFA Under-20 World Cup Indonesia 2023, which begins from 20th of May to the 11th of June. Flying Eagles of Nigeria head coach Ladam Bosu is confident his team will make it to the semi-finals in Egypt. Our least target is to be the best. And if for you to be the best, you must prepare a team that will, that will beat the best. Uh, so far, so good. We are finished. We are run up our program in Morocco. Uh, glory be to God. We are on our way now to Egypt. That's the tournament venue. And I believe with the result of the last match, the match we played uh, yesterday, I think uh, the boys are in a very good mood. They are in a killer mood. I will just hope and pray that that confidence and those uh, chances we take and get them right, we just take it to the, our first match, I mean, to, to play the first match against Senegal, which is a make or more match. Uganda on the 20 national side, the Hippos will play their opening group game at the championship against Central Africa Republic. But the Hippos coach, Mayanja, is concerned that the cold winter conditions in Egypt might take its toll on his players. First of all, it's very good to be here earlier because you see, really, the, the weather is really so, 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 it's very cold and uh, this has not been the, 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 thing, the same thing in Kampala. Uh, the good thing you have come early, and uh, I hope that uh, in the next two three days I want to see how the players will fare, and I hope uh, the players don't fall sick or one or two three players, so that we can really get something good out of them. I'm Jackson Mayanja, a former professional football player, former player for experience, sportive, the Tunis, former El Masri player, and uh, now a former captain also for the national team of Uganda Cranes. I just urge you everybody to listen to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. Voice of America! Zambia is another side. They compete in Group C alongside Bene, Gambia and Tunisia. And for Zambia under-20 defender Onismos Chipango, he's describing their opponents in the group as tough but beatable. Tough opponents, I can say. But we are also very ready for this. Uh, the coaches have been pushing us so much and I think nothing to fear. Everything is okay. Away from the CAF under-20 African Cup of Nations, record African champions Al Hockley will start the campaign towards a record-extending 11th CAF Champions League crown this weekend after the end of their FIFA Club World Cup campaign. Al Hockley finished fourth in the global showpiece held in Morocco and will now switch their energies to reclaim the African title they lost to weighted athletic club last season. Al Hockley will start their campaign away from home, taking on Sudanese giants Al Hilal. And now to women football. The Super Falcons of Nigeria are participating in a four-nation invitational tournament tagged Revelation Cup in Mexico. The four countries participating in the tournament include Nigeria, Costa Rica, Colombia and Mexico. The former African champions extended their losing streak to six games after going down to a 1-0 defeat to host Mexico in their first game at the four-nation invitational tournament on Thursday morning, Super Falcons head coach Randy Waldrum believes his side will learn from their latest defeat to Mexico. I thought when they went down, especially the 
last 20 minutes of the first half, Mexico really started to get on top of us, created a lot of good chances before the half. Um, you know, but that's, again, part of football, you have to have the depth and you have to have players. And, you know, we have, like you, we have some young players and um, it's a learning process for us. Staying with women football, Cameroon, Senegal and eight other countries will fight for the remaining three slots to complete the 32 team that will compete at the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup final built for Australia and New Zealand this summer. Both Cameroon and Senegal will this weekend be in action as the FIFA Intercontinental Playoff, which will produce the remaining three slots kickoff in two cities in New Zealand. The indomitable lionesses of Cameroon will on Saturday, February 18th at the Waikato Stadium, Hamilton, tackle their Asian counterparts, Thailand, in the Group A semi-final match. The second African representatives, Senegal, will play in Group B and will battle North American country, Haiti, in the semi-final, also on Saturday at the North Harbour Stadium, Auckland. And out to cycling, four-time Tour de France winner Chris Fromey and his Israel Premier Tech team arrived in Rwanda on Thursday morning ahead of the much-anticipated Tour de Rwanda 2023 slated for February 19th to the 26th. The Briton will be making his debut at the Tour de Rwanda in the Israel cycling team's colours. At 37 years old, Frome is one of the world's most prolific athletes in cycling. I'm happy to be here in Rwanda. It's my first time here. Um, I grew up uh, not too far away, a couple countries across in, in Kenya. But this is my first time to Rwanda, so I'm happy to be here and looking forward to the race this week. I, I don't really know what to expect in the race. Uh, I've never, never, never raced here before, so I'm expecting a, a fast, fast and furious uh, week of racing. And out to volleyball, where Rwanda Energy Group Volleyball Club have started preparations for the 2023 African Club Championships due from May 9th to the 22nd in Tunis, Tunisia. The Rwandan champions are carrying out daily training drills at the Notre Dame the Angus Primary School. The Rwanda Energy Group Volleyball Club last appeared at the Continental Championships in 2021 in Tunisia where they finished the campaign sitting 9th. They however didn't take part in the 2022 edition as the institution allocated its budget to the basketball team during the Basketball African League 2022. And now to West Africa where the All African Games, Africa's version of the Olympics is costing Ghana over $200 million to put up facilities and other infrastructure as a West African country prepared to host athletes from all over the continent. Ghana's Minister of Youth and Sport, Mustafa Usif, assured that work is progressing well in most of the centers, adding that the investment in the sports facilities will position Ghana to host international sporting events when the games are over. I mentioned that African Games, as we are all aware, coming, government have invested on about 200 million US dollars in making sure that we get facilities ready for the African Games. So if you go to Legon now, the Legon Sports Stadium is taking shape. There is a huge uh, warm-up track also being built. The rugby field, the rugby federation is going to get an international standard rugby field in Ghana, where after the games, beyond the games, we can host any rugby international competition in Ghana. And now to boxing. The South African Sports Confederation and Olympic Committee President Barry Hendricks says they are assisting South African National Boxing Organization to secure funding and enable them to compete in big events like the Olympics. 
Hendricks pointed out that boxing has been one of South Africa's main sports, but regretted that amateur boxing hasn't attracted the kind of funding professional boxing in South Africa currently enjoys. We need more funding for amateur boxing. Currently, professional boxing receives almost um, five times more than they um, receive. 25,000 versus, I think, 5,000. So we've got to try and convince our partners to support that base. Boxing has always been one of South Africa's main sports. We produce so many champions. So the only way we can do this is by working with our partners to bring in more funding, basic funding, so that Sanabu can grow. And then um, we will also try and assist them to develop them as their own entities in their own right so that they can bring in funding like Saskok is doing. Finally, the National Basketball Association, the NBA, has announced that three Nigerian superstars, Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter and record producer, Bonaboy, 2023 Grammy award-winning singer and Oscar-nominated singer and producer, Thames, and rapper and singer Rema will headline the NBA All-Star Game 2023 halftime show with an Afrobeat-themed performance. A statement issued by the NBA further revealed that after the performance, the NBA family will honor LeBron James for becoming the league's all-time scoring leader. I never ever talked about being an all-time scorer in NBA history. I've, it's never even been a thought of mine until I just, I guess I start seeing my my numbers get closer and closer. I was like, oh, wow. NBA scoring king LeBron James. And thanks to Samson Omale for that extra spicy package of African sports news. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. You can follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook, Twitter, and at voaafrica.com. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. My Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. And if you go to voaafrica.com, you can listen online to the sunny side of sports and other VOA programs. Check out voaafrica.com. Hello, I'm Carol Castiel, host of Press Conference USA, VOA's newsmaker interview program. Join us each Saturday and Sunday when we talk with authors, analysts, and policymakers who provide fresh insight on topics ranging from U.S. politics and foreign policy to science, culture, and global health. You can listen to Press Conference USA on the radio or online at voanews.com slash PCUSA. While you're visiting our website, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We'd also love to hear from you. Just send an email to PCUSA at VOANews.com or connect with us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Carol Castiel VOA or on Twitter at Carol Castiel VOA. That's Press Conference USA every Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. Around the clock, the Voice of America keeps you in touch with the latest news. Tune in at the top of every hour, every day of the week. For the five-minute VOA newscast. We bring you reports from our correspondents and interviews with newsmakers from around the globe. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the world. 
Hi guys, I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100-meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. Auto racing, seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton is vowing to continue speaking out despite Formula One's governing body putting the brakes on drivers making political statements. VOA's Gwen Uten has more sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. In 2020, British race driver Lewis Hamilton launched the Hamilton Commission alongside the Royal Academy of Engineering that addressed the underrepresentation of black people in UK motorsport. The following year, Hamilton called for greater inclusion of people of color in the sport and urged his fellow Formula One drivers to be more outspoken on social issues. And this week, in response to a new rule issued by Formula One's governing body, the FIA, he reiterated his commitment to use his platform to address human rights and racial injustice. The updated International Sporting Code bans all drivers from expressing non-neutral political, religious, and personal statements without written permission to do so from the FIA. The clampdown has been criticized by rights groups and a string of drivers, including Lewis Hamilton, who says nothing will stop him from exercising his right to freedom of speech. I mean, I wasn't really watching the news over the winter, but I heard it. I mean, it's... It doesn't surprise me, um, but nothing will stop me from speaking on the things that I feel that I'm passionate about and, and issues that there are. I feel the, sp- the sport does have a responsibility still, uh, always, to speak out on things, to create awareness and on, on important topics, particularly as we're traveling to all these different places. And so nothing changes for me. Hamilton has said he wants to be remembered as much for creating change as winning championships. With a record 103 victories and seven world titles to his name, Hamilton is considered one of the greatest Formula One drivers to ever grace a circuit. At age 38, he's currently in his final year of his contract with Mercedes. But Mercedes team principal Toto Wolff says age is not a factor as talks with Hamilton Hamilton continue for a contract extension. The age uh, 38 plays uh, no role for this next contract. In terms of the contractual situation, I think we've always found good solutions that reflect the value for the team, value for the team and for the sport. And on the other side, uh, I think Mercedes is the place he wants to be. Hamilton is also revving up a film project as co-producer of a new fictionalized movie about the world of Formula One racing. And he says diverse representation is as important to him in the film as it is on the track. My job and I think responsibility is to make sure it is diverse. I, I want to make the the movie in terms of like having diversity uh, and representation. I want it to be as Form one should be in the future or should be now but will be in the future so i want to see female mechanics i want to see uh we would love to see a female driver we haven't got to that point just yet but that's why not um and so 
Yeah, so right now we're just working on the, I think it's, we still got the script. We've gone through quite a few different iterations of it. We're still waiting for a new rewrite. And that's the whole process. The film will reportedly shoot during race weekends in the second half of the season that officially begins at the Bahrain Grand Prix on March 5th. And Mercedes is set to feature their much anticipated W14 Formula One car in 2023. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. The sunny side of sports remembers Major League Baseball catcher and broadcaster Tim McCarver, who died Thursday at the age of 81. The AP's Mike Hempen reports. The Baseball Hall of Fame announced Tim McCarver's death at the age of 81. He died in Memphis, Tennessee, surrounded by his family. McCarver was a two-time All-Star catcher who spent 60 years in baseball, winning two World Series titles with the St. Louis Cardinals. He also became one of the most recognized, incisive, and talkative television commentators. He was best known to national audiences for his 18-year partnership on Fox with play-by-play man Joe Buck. McCarver won six Emmy Awards, wrote a handful of books, and even recorded an album. I'm Mike Hempen. And that wraps up the February 17th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. Have a good and sporty weekend, everyone. I'm VOA Sunny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.